Welcome to Reliability Leader, a podcast about how leaders make organizations that create reliable technology. Hi, and welcome to another episode. Today I wanted to talk about Weibull analysis. It is a cornerstone of reliability modeling, reliability prediction, um, and how we try to talk about what's going to happen in the future based on understanding the past. But it's also something I think that people find intimidating. It seems a bit mysterious. Uh, A lot of us have not wanted to go too deep into deep statistics uh, during our career, even as technical people. It can be a little boring or just uh, kind of, I don't know, dry. So, but I thought it was still important to kind of share what the fundamental principle is and really truly how simple it is. So first, let's talk about why we do Weibull analysis and what it is. Um, We use Weibull analysis to take a data set, a failure data set, and this is for reliability, Weibull can be used in a lot of things, but um, we take a failure data set and we are looking to figure out what the behavior is. Is this a behavior where there is a decreasing failure rate? Um, Is there an increasing failure rate? Is there a constant failure rate? What will happen in five years? What percentage of population will have failed? And in doing this, we can begin to get some insight into what's happening at the system level, the engineering. And so that allows us to take appropriate action. So for example, if a uh, data set is showing a decreasing failure rate, That very likely means we should be looking for the variability in manufacturing driving uh, the issues, right? Because those are quality failures and quality failures tend to shake out pretty early in life and then disappear. If we see an increasing failure rate, that might mean we're seeing a wear out, a degradation. Um, A lot of times wear out failures, I don't like to call failures. It's how the life of a good product ends, right? It's basically a design characteristic. 60,000 mile tires, you know, after 60,000 miles, you're going to begin to have the tread be so low that they're not going to work correctly. They're going to fail ultimately. But that's as designed. So obviously for a population, as more time goes by, more of the population will fail that way until ultimately all the population will fail that way. There's no 60,000 mile tires that are good 2 million miles later. And then if we see a constant failure rate, um, a lot of times that's indicative of just failures during use life, kind of what we're talking about with regard to reliability. When we say, what's the reliability of a product? We're talking about during use life, what happens? And we often start with the assumption that it's a constant failure rate because when you have lots of individual types of failure distributions interacting or overlapping each other, it kind of can become a, you know, kind of static, you know, decibel level. I describe it, I say decibel level because if you were to listen to my voice, I have, you know, very complex frequencies and cadence to my speech. But then if we go to a cocktail party and there's lots of people talking, with all those different ones mixed in, it eventually just kind of becomes a static level of noise that you can measure just simply with decibel. All right, so that's why we do it. What are we doing with Weibull? Well, 
believe it or not, it's really no more complex than when we were in middle school and did simple um, you know, graphing where we took two points and calculated the equation for a line and then you could plot the line, right? So if you recall, you, the equation for a line is typically shown in the variables of y equals mx plus b. For any individual point on the line, y is the vertical axis location, um, m is the slope, x is the x-axis, horizontal axis location, and b is the y-intercept. So with that, you can plot the line. So that's, in its simplest form, what we are doing. What you're doing is taking a data set, in this case two points, you're characterizing it with an equation. And then once you have the equation, you can draw any point on that line. You could pick any x value or y value and draw that line. Now pretend the x-axis, the horizontal axis, is time. Now we're talking about predicting the future. Now that data set that goes from x value 0 to x value 5 is, you know, the time 5 being, let's say that's days or weeks or months, now all of a sudden with that equation, we can predict what's going to happen at 10 months, at 20 months, and going farther and farther out. Now, of course, it gets more complex. The first complexity is if we collect a lot of data points, of course, they're not going to all end up on an exact line, right? There's probably going to be, if the behavior is a line, it's going to be more like a cloud in a line shape, so a long stretched out cloud of points. And what we can do is find the best fit, the best fit line equation to represent that. So if it was an evenly shaped cloud, you would calculate an equation for a line that goes through the middle of it. And then you would be able to take that equation and, you know, uh, go out to the future and predict where those points would be in the future. They may not be exactly on the line, but they're going to be close to that. So now we're talking about confidence bands. You know, how dense is that cloud? Is it a really broad cloud of points or is it narrow? If it's a narrow cloud of points, we have tighter confidence bands and we can actually calculate what's the likelihood that that point we predict farther out is actually on the line. And if we pick a plus minus of values for y, what's the percentage likelihood that it is within those plus minus? So you could say out at x equals 20, the line equation predicts a y value of 10. And we could say there's a 90% chance that it's at 10 plus or minus a half point. Okay, so now let's go one farther level of complexity. What if it's not a line? What if we plot the points and they kind of look like a rainbow? There's an arc. So clearly a line equation, which you can calculate, you know, based on the methodology, you would end up with a line going through a rainbow, but that's obviously not going to do a good job predicting the future because it's not a line. The points are going to follow that arc. So that rainbow, which is a cloud of lines in the shape of an arc, we need an equation that will uh, characterize that better. And that would be an equation for a circle, right? Well, what if it's a wave? Well, now we need to use equations for sine and cosine, and it goes on and on. So Weibull is nothing more than that going out much farther to where there's extremely complex behaviors that we can characterize and use to predict the future. So 
that's yable in a nutshell. It's really nothing more than y equals mx plus b, what we did in middle school, but being able to complex, being able to characterize much more complex behaviors, and for the purpose of, in our case, because time is often our x variable, predicting the future. All right, I hope that was helpful. Take care. Bye.